Hey guys, I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Welcome back to another episode of According To. This week, we are going to be talking about balancing everything that we all have to handle in our lives. We're going to talk about things that we specifically have to balance as well as kind of tying it into things that you guys probably have to balance and kind of trying to like have the best of both worlds or all the worlds that you have going on in your life because there's definitely a lot more than just school and work, for example. Like there's just little things that you kind of forget about or you neglect. And so we're going to touch on how we try our best to balance stuff, things that we've kind of tried in the past that didn't work so well and what we're doing now. As well as just like stuff beyond like the basic, oh, get a planner and like plan out your life, stuff like that. But to start off, we're going to talk about our weekly spotlights to get started. So I'll go ahead and get us started. My weekly spotlight is just classes getting started and having been to all of our classes about two times now, I'm really feeling pretty good about the professors, feeling pretty good about the classes, and the fact that we have two days off is just really great. Yeah, I feel like we could kind of do like a mini first week recap, even though technically like we're recording this on a Thursday, we still have class tomorrow, but it's the same thing thing, and like we can definitely tell you what we think of our schedule and how we feel like this semester is going to be. My weekly spotlight was actually that like I'm loving having two days off this year, like that's going to be so, so amazing. Um, Today's our day off, which is kind of also going to like be something we touch on in this episode as far as how we're balancing stuff now or trying to anyways. But we've also had four semesters in the past where we've literally had classes every single day. So trust me, we're going to give you guys some tips for stuff that we've had to do in the past as well. But this week has been really, really good. So we are in four classes. We are in physics two, exercise physiology, endocrinology, and then online abnormal psychology. Um, So lots of science classes, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's nothing new for us. Megan and I have pretty much been taking almost exclusively science classes, it seems, so. Maybe, like, one class here and there where it's, like, still for our major, but, like, we've we've taken a writing class or something, so we maybe have, like, one class a semester, which is, like, less intensive a class, but um, I really think I'm going to like my lectures this semester, except for physics, too, but what can you do? So I think we've mentioned in the past that, so our physics two professor is the same professor we had for physics one, and he's a very intelligent guy. I do like him. I just don't think he always breaks down concepts quite as simply as he should. Like, for example, he really, like, he wants the best for people. Like, when we have pop quizzes, he always, like, warns people, like, hey, like, Like, there's gonna be pop pop quizzes. (laughs) And even if you're gone, like, you just have to, like, email him and, like, it doesn't matter. So he wants the best for everyone. It's not like he purposely makes the class super difficult, which is like, that kind of tells me like, hey, he's a good guy. He's trying his best. But he really jumps around a lot, which is really challenging when you're in a physics class. Like we're in like an, an introductory physics class. So no one's like trying to be a physics major. No one's trying to like, I don't know, become a physicist or anything, and so a lot of things, at least to me, like, I never took AP physics or anything, a lot of this stuff, like, is brand new to me. I've never learned any of this stuff before, and first day of class, I kid you not, he kind of introduced, like, he talked about the syllabus, and then he introduced, like, okay, our first unit is about electromagnetic fields and stuff like that, and then he started going on, like, there's an up quark, a down quark, a, like, side quark, quark. whatever, and I was like, what is going on right now? Like, he doesn't transition very well between stuff either. Like, he'll finish one thing, and I'll be like, hey, I actually, like, maybe I understood what was going on, like, I followed. And then just out of nowhere, he's, like, without even saying kind of, like, what he's actually, like, trying to get across next, he just transitions into something. And I feel like it's hard to learn like that when you're kind of like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And I feel like that's how I am throughout, like, the whole lecture. 
But overall, you know, I did survive his course last semester, and I just think, you know, being on top of it outside of class is going to be, you know, the only thing I can do. Otherwise, I think, like, the class is for sure doable. It's not a lot of work outside of class, so that's good. Uh, We had exercise physiology. I think that there's, like, lectures that switch around, but we already had, like, our first different lecture than the first day, and I really liked him as well as our, like, normal professor, so really hopeful that that class will be interesting. It is, like, related to our major, obviously, and it should be easier, I think, than human physiology, so that would be nice if it was. From the first two classes we've gone to, I really feel like I could definitely find this class extremely interesting, and, you know, like, we're studying this, so it's one of those classes that I feel like just kind of fits more of, like, what I find interesting about physiology and whatnot, but we're only two classes in, so I guess we'll have to wait and see on that, but I'm pretty hopeful so far. And then to finish off our in-person classes, we've got endocrinology, and I really like the lecture size of that class. Like, it's kind of a a medium-sized class, so it's like you're not just in a classroom, but you're definitely not in a giant lecture hall, and... I just think that we've had a professor before, and if I can make it get through microbiology, like, I'm just pretty sure I can make yeah. it through this class. And one thing I'm excited about, so endocrinology, if you don't know, is pretty much, like, studying hormones and stuff. So I like being able to kind of do, like, maps of, like, this leads to this leads to this, which you can do quite a bit in, like, all sorts of physiology, but I feel like, you know, from what I remember of our human physiology, like, when we talked about hormones, it's like, okay... It senses this, it releases this hormone, which releases, like, this hormone, you know. And I like that kind of, like, draw-it-out kind of thing, mm-hmm. so hopefully I can use that this semester. Also, what's nice and what I've noticed about the longer I've been in college, the more classes I've taken, is that your classes start to, like, kind blend of together. flow together, blend together so much more. Like, stuff we're talking about, even in, like, the introductory lectures of this class, I'm like, we've already kind of learned about this, and, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of review. And then I know later in the semester, like, there's going to be overlap like and even when we were taking microbiology and human physiology like there was overlap in those classes where like we'd be talking about the immune system in one class and we talked about the immune system in microbiology and so stuff really starts to flow together which I think is helpful because then it just kind of like reinforces stuff you've already learned or then you can maybe be a little less stressed about like oh I already do kind of know that so this isn't a completely new concept to me and I already like have an idea of how to study for that and you know have background information on that so I just think it's going to be a good a good semester, and I'm looking forward to it. One thing I want to add on to that, which is kind of funny, is, like, you'd think the more you learn about something, like, the easier it would become, but there's some things that, like, they come back into mm. play, and I'm just like, that's not happening. Glycolysis, when that comes back in, yeah. and then photosynthesis. Well, every I don't time, think we have to learn about photosynthesis I don't think we have again. To do, but, like, you know, you learn about it in high school, you learn about it in college. Every time it comes up, without fail, I'm just like, I can't do this. Nope. <laughs> It's just, like, I'm sure people probably just have, like, the things where, like, you almost just, like, kind of refuse to learn it. Like, you just, yeah. uh, you hate it so much well, for like, whatever reason that you just and, can't. like, beta oxidation, all these other, like, metabolic processes, I do learn it. And then when I learn it, I'm like, that's not that bad. But then, like, as soon as I have to learn it again, I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. I know we're going to have to talk about those again, especially in exercise physiology. Like, they already talked about that. Yeah. So that'll be fun, but I've done it before. I can do it again. You'd think I should just, like, learn it so I don't have to keep relearning it, but I keep, like, you know, quote-unquote learning it for exams, and then I just forget it. Yeah. So All I right. stop doing that. Let's jump into balancing things, how we do it, what we think you guys should do, and I don't know, we have the whole thing kind of planned out, so hopefully this flows a little nicely. So let's first kind of discuss the things that people usually need to balance. This is going to be focused for college-age students because I feel like it's a time in your life where you have so many things and you have to like excel at usually more than one of them, 
and it's just a very stressful time because, you know, after college, you have your job, you have your family. Like, I'm not saying it's not stressful, but I feel like you get into, like, that routine of, like, you know, go to my work, get home, you know. Yeah, especially because on college students, there's a huge pressure to do well and perform well, and so you kind of, like, put a huge emphasis on that that I feel like doesn't really exist elsewhere. Not to say this couldn't apply to high school students as well or that you don't feel stress in high school, like, getting ready to apply to colleges and stuff, but just because we're in college right now and we feel like just when you jump from high school to college, like, things become much more difficult to try and, you're and balance because... you're in charge because, of your own schedule. Yeah, you're in charge of everything that you have to do, and so, yeah. So most people are going to have to balance school, work, family and social time, health and fitness, and then maybe some side hustles. That's kind of what we came up with as our list and stuff we wanted to focus on in this podcast and balancing those things. And also included kind of like in the work or in the family and social time could be a relaxation, Mm -hmm. like self time, you know? Basically, like the family social self time is like your free time. Like the time time. where you feel like you're not being productive and that's totally okay and you totally should find time for that time to fit that stuff in. And we also wanted to include stuff just so you have like an experience or an idea of like experiences we've had and like kind of where we're coming from. We personally currently have to balance school. We have two YouTube channels. We have this podcast. We're in a couple clubs, but I'll be honest, like that doesn't take up a huge amount of my time, but I did want to throw it in. Uh, We fit in working out, self-care stuff, and then also staying sane, like relaxation time, Netflix, you know, times where you just like want to chill and like not have to be being productive every single second, you do kind of have to, like, fit that in, even though it seems like a weird thing to, like, purposely fit in your Mm -hmm. schedule. And then lastly, we don't do this right now, but we did have two semesters where we also had to fit in volunteering every week. We volunteered at the hospital on campus. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So the first thing that we think you should do when kind of coming up with how you're going to, like, I hate to say, like, scheduling all this stuff, but, like, you do, in a sense, have to come up with, like, a rough weekly outline of, like, what your week's going to look like. Granted, that might look different every week. But also, you know, live in the moment if you have to. Mm -hmm. So use this as a guideline, but also know that you don't have to be defined by the exact schedule you come up with, because I feel like some people really don't like schedules because they seem, they feel like it forces them to not do things that they want to do for fun. But I think that it's helpful because if you're not having a schedule, like, you have nothing to base any of your time on or know when you're doing any specific tasks. So just to make sure you're getting everything done that you need to get done or if you have a bunch of stuff you, like, want to try and balance and that you're passionate about, all these different things, like, that's really the only way you're going to be able to do it all. So plan things out. First thing, pick your top priority or, you know, what is most important to you. And I think uh, without fail for most of us, that's probably school. And if it's not, it probably should be. Um, Obviously, we're all in college to get a degree. And especially if you're going to grad school or medical school or any sort of, you know, post-undergrad schooling, you want to make sure that your grades reflect your capabilities. Because the last thing you want is, like, let's say you're applying to grad school. The last thing you want is, like, they always have questions of, do do you feel like your grades reflect what you could have done? And this, like, excludes any extenuating circumstances, like a family death or a challenging thing that actually is an explanation. But what doesn't count as an explanation is like, I just didn't balance my time as well as I would have liked to, or like maybe I went out like a little too much because I wanted to have some more fun and I didn't spend as much time studying. Like that's just, when you're applying to grad school, that's the last thing you want to be thinking of like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing that like these past three years or whatever. But then also applying to grad school has made me realize they also want to know what do you do besides school? Yeah. Because... I'd say one of the worst things you can do for yourself if you're planning on applying to any sort of grad school 
is just study, study, study and get like the perfect grades without doing anything else. And I'm even like kind of like shading myself a little bit. Um, I'm lucky that I have like a YouTube channel because that does take up a majority of my free time that I would spend, you know, doing other clubs and stuff. But, you know, having that at least is, you know, sort of justification for like, yeah, I'm a good student, but I also have like this pretty impressive side thing that I do. But to be honest, like when we're filling out our application, you only have like a couple things in our experience section. Like sure, YouTube, like it's a big thing. I feel like it's an impressive thing and it shows that I've put a bunch of time into this one thing. So I feel like that kind of counterbalances that. But at the same time, I wish I kind of would have done a few more things or tried to just like fit more experiences in. And so just FYI. I feel like we jumped around and tried a lot of different things, but nothing really stuck. And I wouldn't say it's fully our fault. You know, sometimes, like, clubs that you try just aren't a fit for you. Like, don't force yourself to be in a club that you hate or anything. But, like... But I'm not going to put a club that I was in, you know, for one semester, like, in my... If it didn't, like, really... If I don't really have anything to say about it. But definitely focus on school and make it your priority, especially if you have, like, these set class times that you're supposed to be going to, then kind of block that time off because you should be in class. I also feel like if you have a lot of stuff that you're trying to balance on your plate, it can be easy for you to say, okay, I'm just going to skip class and like I'll like prioritize something, prioritize something else or I'll like make myself sleep in because I haven't been sleeping because I've been trying to balance all this stuff. And I would highly suggest not doing that because the more classes you skip, the more you're going to suffer in general. And that's going to make any outside of class stuff like studying for um, certain exams coming up or trying to figure out what material was covered in lectures so you don't go overboard, but that you also cover everything that you missed, like that just makes it a whole nother thing that you're mm-hmm. going to have to place on yourself instead of just like go to class, you'll know what they talked about and you'll know what you need to study. Plus classes are only like 50 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes usually. And once that time is up, you're going to be like, you know, it would be so much easier if I had just been in class like the last it 15 really, minutes. Yeah. So really don't skip out. But back to what Megan was saying, do not skip out on sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it is so important. Do not pull all-nighters. I have never once pulled an all-nighter in college. You don't have to. It hits like, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock and I'm like, I'm, I'm for sure for like going to bed. I wish I honestly would get more sleep and I still get like probably around seven but honestly, to eight hours of sleep a night. We don't stay up because of school though. Yeah. I just stay I'm up just saying, I'm yeah. not going to bed. <laughs> so, but definitely, like, you do not have to be pulling on nighters, staying up until 3 a.m., studying. Like, do not do that to yourself. You need sleep. It's going to help you in the long run if you get a good schedule going so you know how to effectively manage all your time rather than just, like, saying, I have time right here, right now. So instead of sleeping, I'm going to stay up doing this homework that I was supposed to do earlier. So scheduling out, like, when you're scheduling your classes out for this upcoming semester... Make sure that you find something that works for you. So some people might prefer to stack as many classes as they can in like a few short days and then they get some days off. And that works for some people. Some people would rather have, you know, a few classes every day of the week and then everything else will just split also among those days. So I feel like it's up to you to determine if you like everything you do spread out or if you prefer blocking all the activities that you're in. And we have experience doing both of these things. This semester, we only have, I guess we'll talk a little bit specifically about like how we're planning on kind of prioritizing our semester. So we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have three classes a day, actually like three to four. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, we don't have class ever, which is And then we also have an first. online class. Yeah, we do have an online class, so just FYI. And then, you know, every semester in the past, we've had five days a week, classes every single day, like very full schedules for the most part. 
And so this is very new to us and we're trying to figure out how to make sure we're on top of school, but also we know that this is like really rare for us to have two days off. And so we're trying to also like make sure we can utilize some relaxation time as well as YouTube stuff, podcast stuff, and not just be like, oh, two days of free time for me to like do schoolwork. I think that's, it's also been interesting, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, I have Tuesday, Thursday off. I don't have to do anything Mm -mm. because that's definitely not the case. You need to, it's hard to make sure that you're still trying to be productive on the days that you don't have to go to class because I feel like on days that I do have class, I'm like already out. So maybe I'll get to the library and like I'm productive anyways, just because I'm like in that mindset. When you don't have class, you have to like put yourself in that mindset, like on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but we did pretty well on Tuesday. So hopefully that keeps up. So let's talk about Sierra's freshman year. I mean, both of our fresh, both of our freshman year, our first schedule, like we had full schedules, like pretty long days throughout the entire week, like medium length days throughout the entire week where you don't have really any specific time off, I would say. Let's talk about Sierra's Monday well, class schedule. Here's the thing. I thought it would be a good idea to completely stack my Monday so that the rest of the week I only had two classes every day. But my Monday, I had class starting at 8.30, and I did not get done until 6.20. So I had, like, my chem discussion. I had, like, almost all of my chemistry classes, like, on Monday. I had my chem discussion, my chem lab, and, uh... Chem lecture. Chem lecture that day. And, and then I also had something else. You did physics, else. too. Oh, probably. Psychology. Or, yeah, I met psychology, but I don't know why physics came out of my um, I had psychology, and then that night I had a psychology discussion. So I had five classes in one day that were spread out pretty lengthy but also like the breaks in between like if you have multiple hour breaks like that's a lot of time off but at the same time like not enough to do anything so it's a like really I had inefficient way maybe an hour or two between to stack classes. your classes I would say so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that Sierra very quickly learned that that was a mistake yeah and that she dreaded I'd Mondays. I'd be so tired by the end of the day. I didn't get any outside work done on Mondays. Like, I was too drained to do Especially any studying or anything. on Mondays, we also went to, like, SIs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, like, probably one, actually, first semester. Like, we also went to a chem SI, which is, like, um, a tutoring group session type thing. Like, that was after all her classes. Or maybe you had, like, psych discussion after. I don't, I don't remember. Know. Anyways. So, it so was essentially had, like, six a lot doing on of stuff. And at the time, when you're kind of planning it out, you're like, this is great. Like, I'll be... Like, you know, so yeah, Monday's Monday, suck, but and then, but the rest of the week, you probably were like, this doesn't even seem like I've got, like, the most free time ever. Yeah, I feel like after that semester, I was kind of like, I probably just should have, like, spread out my week a little more evenly, because, like, if I would have had, like, one more class on Thursday, I'm sure I wouldn't have really cared, or, like, you know, added class to my Tuesday, it wouldn't have really mattered, but then, like, my Monday would have been so much easier without, you know, really impacting the other days that much, so... So I'm I guess, more of like a spread it out yeah. kind of gal. The point of this portion of the podcast is mostly to just like say you have to figure out what works best for you. Obviously, you probably have your schedule for this semester. Maybe you, it's probably still early enough or maybe you could make some changes if you feel like that's necessary. But also for upcoming semesters and whatnot, figure out personally, like from my experience, I would always recommend spacing classes out so you don't have one particularly hard day, especially like being in a major where like there's so many classes I have to take, so many labs that I have to take that the last thing I want to do is have just like everything on one day. Like that would make me, ugh, I would hate that. Like imagine having two labs on one day. Yeah, I and think that I've considered you had an option doing for that. that. And I thought about it because I was like, what if I just get them both done? Because I think that you were thinking if you did that, you'd have like I think one have one day, day off. off or something. And then you're just like, I can't But do I just that. couldn't get my time to do it. three hours. So that's personally how I like to function. What was, what's great about right now is because we have one 
online class and because we have kind of finished up a lot of our lab classes um we only have a physics lab this semester so we're kind of I feel like getting the best of like spaced out schedule but Mm -hmm. also it's kind of stacked yeah that's why I love our schedule right now because it's not too overwhelming by any means like the day is pretty easy to get through we'll have to see how our Wednesdays get next week when we have physics lab but I'm sure we'll make it through and so we get the best of both worlds of having a pretty evenly spread out schedule where I don't feel like I'm being overworked, but then also having the Tuesday, Thursday off. And if you're in a major where you don't have all the insane amounts of classes that we have to do or like the amount of time you have to be in class, then that's probably like a very doable thing. Like I think a lot of other majors like can typically have like days off here and there, whereas like it's harder for us to do with our major. And I never honestly thought we would get days off. So mm-hmm. I'm just like living it up in all of its glory. So uh, we kind of wanted to touch on briefly, specifically for freshmen, like when you go from high school to college, you have that big jump of like suddenly you have all of these, you know, activities and things that you're doing. You have school, maybe you're in clubs or whatever, and you have to be the one that bounces out yourself. You know, your parents aren't going to be here to make sure you like get your homework done or like you go to practice or, you know, go to class or whatever. So you're really in charge of doing everything you want to do. And I feel like what sucks about being overwhelmed with all of these activities is you kind of don't even make times for the things that you want to do or like your side hustles or whatever you're doing even though you're passionate about it and I want to touch on for Megan and I that is like YouTube but you can try and equate it to Mm -hmm. whatever fits your life best and it was such a learning curve going from you know we'd been doing YouTube the exact same way you know from seventh grade to 12th grade so like five years or whatever or more than that But, you know, it was just, we'd get together at one of our houses, we'd have a couple video ideas, record them. We had all the equipment there ready for us to use, and it was just, we were so used to doing that, Mm -hmm. and then we didn't put nearly enough thought into it when it came time to go to college, I feel like. Yeah, so we went into college thinking we had, like, we had figured out what we were going to do, and then very quickly we realized that the videos weren't turning out quite like we wanted them to, our audience wasn't... Um, receiving them as well as we wanted them to, and, like, things felt off, which is to be expected because things were different. Like, there's no hiding that, like, our channel was going to be different from that point forward, but at the same time, like, it just didn't feel right, and we didn't Mm -hmm. like how our channel felt, so we were like, okay, we have to rethink about how to do this, and that was a lot to try and do, like, considering our entire freshman year to figure it out. Yeah, and even, like, we were just getting in the swing of, like, college and how college classes work and the amount of time and effort you have to put into those classes as well as trying to figure out how to completely redo our YouTube and I channel. Think one of the more difficult things is that since our channel is Megan, we're talking about TC2, so since it's me, Megan, and Maggie, Maggie was still, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. and so we weren't all together, and we didn't have a car, so we couldn't drive back that often. Um, so a lot of our videos, like at first we decided we would do, you know, alternating videos. So Megan and I would upload and then Maggie would upload a video. You guys also probably don't know how difficult it is to send files back and forth to one another because Maggie obviously doesn't live by us. She had to send us her files that she recorded herself. The amount of issues we had with that or like the amount of time that that wastes of her just trying to send clips to us. Whereas like all we can do is wait for those clips to get there and like then have to try and figure out how to... Once we get the clips, like, okay, now when do I have time to Mm -hmm. try and edit this video? And it was also hard for us because school was such a priority. Not that it is anymore, but, like, we've definitely learned how to balance stuff better. We would focus on school, like, all week long, not focusing on YouTube whatsoever. The weekend would come around and we'd be like, "Uh, we have to record a video or we don't have anything planned or what are we doing this upcoming week to Mm -hmm. get a video up? Because I will say we, like, almost never missed a Tuesday, even our freshman year of college. 
I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Some of the videos that we posted, I'm not, like, the proudest of, mm-hmm. but because we always, like, found a way to make something work, so. Um, shortly after, I think, like, we only did one or two weeks of doing separate videos before we cl- quickly realized that our audience did not like that, which I understand because the channel is all of us. So, to appease that, we started doing collab-style videos, which was a little bit better, but, you know, still, there's that aspect missing of us all being able to interact with each other. And the editing was so annoying on that. And it just fell off because we were in different locations, you know? So... And it was challenging, too. Maggie had never really had to record by herself before. Like, she has here and there, but, like, for the most part, we've all been together to help figure out what shots we want. Me and Sierra can help each other out when we're recording on our own. But Maggie had herself, and, like, she was trying to set up the tripod herself, figure out that she's not being out, out of the, like cut out of the camera. Maybe her dad would help, but you know, our uncle's not like you know a f- videographer, so he's just like doing the best he can. At, like, so it was hard for her too, and then having to send the clips that she had to send, and sometimes like there'd be mm-hmm. issues with that. It was insane. So then, we eventually realized that people wanted us together, so we started driving back. I think more often and doing a little more bulk recording. I think by the end of our freshman year. Most of those videos mm-hmm. were of us all together, which is pretty much what we do now. So, so it took pretty much that whole freshman freshman year to figure out the balance of mm-hmm. what would work best for us. I know this is really specific to our YouTube channel and us doing this with it, like being in school, but I do feel like this applies to anything you want it to. If you're doing a side hustle, like it's going to take time to figure out how to balance things. Like our freshman year, for example. Um, there was a couple of videos where we literally walked, like, a mile to a park carrying, like, lugging all of our, like, camera bags and, like, our tripods, our camera bag. Or if we had any props and if we had props, like, ugh, we walked, like, a mile to a park because, again, we didn't have a car. We should have, like, Ubered or something. But yeah. anyways, um, so we did that a couple times, made sure we recorded it, and what we found to work best when we didn't start bulk recording was that we would record on the weekends because, like, like we said, our whole first... Like, our school week was very much focused on school. Not to say we couldn't have balanced it a little bit better, but, like, that was honestly what we did. And That's the whole, like, okay. learning curve that we're talking about. Um, so what we do now is definitely the best-case scenario. I am really happy with what we're doing mm-hmm. right now. So to kind of show, like, the transition, freshman year, obviously, we were, like, you know, recording kind of sporadically. We were not coming up with ideas far enough in advance to come up with good ideas, um, a lot of the videos I think that went up, I'm not very proud of just because I feel like they were rushed and they weren't planned very well. So at the same time, like the YouTube algorithm, like wants people to upload it consistently. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for us to justify taking more time on a video when we didn't even know if we would have any more of that time to give to planning that video. Because again, freshman year, we were so hyper-focused on school, school, school. Like I just am going to have to think of a video idea in like the five minutes that I have to like spare. And so I feel like we were like, okay, honestly, we just need to get a video up regardless of whatever it may be because that's what the YouTube algorithm wants. And if you start skipping weeks, then it's going to hurt your channel in the long run. So this semester, and if you watched, or I guess this vlog's not up yet, but like our first day of classes vlog uh, will be going up shortly and we kind of talk about this. But no, it'll be up by the time this podcast is up. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, but I am so pleased with how we are planning out YouTube this semester. I feel like it is going to be the easiest that it's ever been and also like the least stressful that it's ever been. I think the videos are going to turn out also better. So much better because the whole like positive and pro of planning ahead as far in advance as we are because it's the beginning of the semester and we are planning stuff out right now. 
to help us work our way through this entire first semester, um, which includes planning out specific dates that we maybe want to record, especially because we have to plan super far in advance because we know it's going to have to be on weekends because we all have to drive back to be together. We know that there's football games that kind of come into play that, you know, we kind of want want to balance the college experience. Maggie wants to go to her football games. We want to go to our football games. So we have to plan in advance for that. Maggie has sorority stuff. And also, what was I going to say? Um, exams. Oh, exams. So that's another big thing. Like, if you know you're going to have to study a lot this one weekend and we just can't justify going back, like, planning ahead now and coming up with specific weekends that do work well is going to save us so much stress in the long run because we found some really good, ideal weekends where we can go back and, like, fully focus mm-hmm. on YouTube without being stressed. And if we, because we haven't done that before this semester, we'd always be like, uh, we don't have a video for next week, so we yeah. kind of have to get together this weekend. And then Maggie would be like, I can't, I have exams next weekend, or like, we would say, shoot, we can't, I just said next weekend for exams, you don't have exams on the weekend, (laughs) but like, you know what I mean, we just never plan far enough in advance, so right now we have enough, enough videos to get us through, I think, two more weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but the timeline doesn't really matter for you guys, and then we already have planned when we're filming next, and we're going to record like, you know, three or four videos to get us through another date, and then we'll record, I think like our plan honestly is to record... Two more times before Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. I guess outside of Labor Day weekend because we're also filming Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So like a total of like filming three times this semester, disregarding recording during breaks, mm-hmm. and like that should be it, which is insane. Yeah. We've never recorded just three times. And for some people that might not work because once we do get together, like we are going to be recording like three, four videos. It's going to be a lot. It's still going to be a lot of pre-planning for all those videos to go smoothly and then again we're going to be editing just like throughout the semester when it's most convenient for us but we do think that that's going to be what works best for us because then the YouTube stuff is handled but then on a day-to-day basis we're able to say that stuff is handled and like sure we'll have to edit here and there and hopefully we'll stay on top of that and do it in like during times where it's most convenient for us to not like write up next to an exam or anything we'll try and like stay on top of that as well but then like throughout the week we can go through our daily routine of like focusing on this podcast and our personal channel which are easier to manage compared to our tc2 channel and then as That's well like as our going through big school. baby of like yeah. it takes a lot of time and focus for that channel and it gives us time you know we've been thinking of doing merch for that channel. oh my gosh you guys i was gonna mention this in the <laughs> beginning so fun news we have been working on some according to merch we mentioned that in uh the podcast that went up last week that we are working on it we officially have a design, at least one so of them. Cute. We might do a I think couple we're going more. To do a drop with one design first. I think that would be a good idea first, and see how it's received. And then we have a couple other ideas. So. Um, the good thing is that um, it's all going to be pretty much like, you know, if you want it, you can get it. And so if like it's not going to be like a lot of additional work or like threat to us to put more designs up, which I think will be good. So like as time continues, it's kind of like then you'll have more options um to pick from so we're really also, excited about it since we don't have any ads in this podcast if you bought it it would be a great way to support the podcast again we will let you know when that's finalized but i think it should be pretty i think soon. it'll be sooner than later so prayers that we get it figured <laughs> out i think you guys are going to love the design we love the design our older sister and maggie we have seen the design that we showed it to them and like they love it too and i'm just like i love it so much so if you eventually want to find ways to support the podcast then 
that'll be coming out shortly and I hope you guys love it because I am so excited. <laughs> but anyway, back to what I was saying. So having the, you know, obviously with a YouTube channel, the biggest thing you need to get out is the videos. Mm-hmm. So when we're not focused on like what videos we have to record, you know, we have them all filmed. Uh, then we can focus on side stuff to, you know, help the channel. So whether that's uh, doing social media stuff for it, merchandise, like we just said, just like other things that I feel like we've kind of slacked on in the past of yeah. when it comes to having a channel, so. I'm going to have to try and, like, I'm trying to improve on, like, my personal brand this semester. All yeah. I really mean by that is I want to be my Instagram. <laughs> more active on Instagram. I feel like there's literally people that aren't even, like, influencer, influencers or anything that are way more active on Instagram than I am. I don't know why it's, Same. like, so hard for me to remember to, like, be active on Instagram. Like, I posted one Snapchat story yesterday, or not, one Instagram story yesterday, and I was like, wow, look at me go. So, and, like, this isn't to say, like, oh, Instagram is, like, so important or whatever. It's just, like, since we do have a following, you know, honestly, I'm currently, like, losing followers. So, like, just trying to maintain my platform and not, you know, go It's just one of those things that you do to supplement your YouTube channel to try and, like, stay relevant, stay connected to your audience. I think I said relevant, so that's fun. (laughs) Um, I'm not, it's, again, it's not going to be something where, like, I have to post every single day, like, in a perfect world. Like, sure, maybe. But that's probably just not going to be the case because I have to figure out how to get better at taking Instagram pictures more frequently. And I still want my Instagram to, like, be somewhat genuine and not just, like, oh, like, post picture here with, like, a random caption. Post picture, like, I don't know. I have to try and figure stuff like that out because... balance. um, But, again, that's kind of, like, the least of my priorities on this list. Like, it'll happen when it happens. But it's just something that's kind of a goal of mine this semester. All right, so our next goal is going to be to try and... um, So you've picked out like the biggest thing in your life which is probably going to be school like your biggest priority and we already kind of touched on youtube which is our second biggest priority and our next tip i don't know you want to call it but our next thing is that you should pick out what's your next biggest priority i feel like it's very common for people to have like the major two and so there's still like other aspects that you're trying to balance but i feel like everyone kind of has two big things that they are trying to balance whether that be school work or for us school on youtube and so Let's say, like, that second biggest thing for most college students is probably work because people have to make money to try and pay for tuition and have spending money and pay rent and all of that stuff. So, obviously, work is different than YouTube, so we can't fully relate to having a set schedule for work. We're very fortunate that YouTube and this podcast allows us to do it whenever it works in our schedules, but if you work a normal job, you have to, you know, have a certain schedule, so I think you know, outlining that schedule around your school schedule that you already have is going to be the best thing you can do. And again, like I said earlier, figure out if you like spreading it out. That's what I was going to say. Or if you like blocking it, you know. Like handle it in the same way that you would for classes as far as like, do you want to bulk up your classes or bulk up your work scheduled time and do like 10 hour shifts two days a week, like on the weekends or something? Or do you want to do five days a week where you work four hours? Because those are both situations where you work 20 hours a week, like that's a full part-time job. And, you know, it's going to, one's going to appeal to one person and their schedule and the other's going to appeal to another person and their schedule. So I think it really is about figuring out what work class schedule works best for you because then I feel like the best way to manage it is in the same way you would manage your class time is mm-hmm. just you have to figure out like those times where you have to be somewhere doing something, you just have to find the most convenient situation that works for you. I would agree with that. I'd also say if you can help it, I'm not going to say, you know, how much you should or shouldn't work because I don't know your financial situation. I don't know your job, but I really do think that if you're a full-time student, you should probably try and not work more than 20 hours a week. 
Obviously, you know your own limits. You know what you can handle. If you don't think you can handle even that much, then don't work that much. If you think you can handle more, go for it. Or a good idea I just thought of is there's a lot of jobs on campus. Like, let's say, like, a dorm administrator. They literally just sit at the dorm front desk all day. And, like, there's multiple jobs I've seen like this where you're honestly just sitting at a desk all day and, like, people do homework during this time. So if you Mm -hmm. are someone that has to work more hours because you need that like financially or you want to make more money then I would highly suggest looking for a job like that because that automatically fits in more time for you to work on school stuff and it's like totally okay for you to do stuff like that so would highly recommend looking into that if you're struggling with balancing work and schoolwork or whatever else you're working on but obviously like pick a job that you would enjoy maybe your job can be a sort of stress relief if you enjoy it you know I think that would be a great way to also build in some, like, potential mm-hmm. social time or, like, self-enjoyment. So, like, you know, like, for example, time. Maggie just started, uh, she started, like, a coaching job or whatever, you know? Not like she needs to do anything outside of YouTube, but she just felt like she had some free time. Can't relate to that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I probably could pick up a job if I wanted to. But uh, she's going to be coaching, and I'm sure it's something that she'll enjoy. So it'll give her, like, a little bit of a break, but she'll be making money, so... Don't just pick a job that, like, will pay the bills. I'd say try and go for something that you'll at least kind of enjoy. Especially if you want to try and kill two birds with one stone. Also, try and get a job that's going to be flexible for students. If you're on campus, like, there's going to be jobs that, like, there will be flexible job opportunities, whether that be an on-campus job or nearby. I feel like most businesses will be able to work with you on your schedule. Maybe you can adjust it week by week as far as, like, if you have an exam this week, I have to, like, get that shift off or whatever it may be. But the last thing you want to do is have, like, a really strict job that isn't going to help you or work with you at all when you do have things come up. So I would recommend doing that so you can avoid any stressful situations down the line. So kind of related to work, but not quite, you know, a regular go to a company, put in your time card or whatever. Uh, we're going to be talking about side hustles, so... This has been a growing topic. Mm-hmm. I feel like recently a lot of people want to try and find ways to make extra income on their own schedule, which is a really appealing thing. Or build your own brand. So, some popular side hustles that we thought of, let us and know And this isn't just like, more. obviously we have a YouTube channel, we have this podcast and stuff, Like, but there are so many college students that are trying to do their own like side hustles that we're going to be mentioning that like doesn't require a bunch of followers to be mm-hmm. able to do and be successful. So that's what we're talking about. Don't feel like this does not apply to you because it definitely can. So some popular side hustles would be an Instagram store. There's a lot of thrifting accounts or that includes like Poshmark kind of stuff. Or a lot of there's a lot of students that like to DIY game day shirts and tailgating mm-hmm. stuff. So that kind of fits in the thrifting category where if you want to try and like make and DIY schools like your school's clothing and try and sell it to people like that also like the you can charge quite a bit for mm-hmm. that no lie so people and people buy that stuff like there's plenty of those stores and if you are able to really put a lot of time and effort into it and how you present your store how it looks like people have like I've seen people that like do it their own thrifting stores and like they work on like kind of some packaging to make it look semi-professional mm-hmm. we'll get to that though in a yeah. second um there's also people that do blogs um, I can't really I don't really know much about blogs, but I do know that they are a way you can make income with ads on your website. I don't really know how you grow a blog because I've never done one myself, but it is a side hustle nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Then we have YouTube channels. I would say Megan and I don't really consider our YouTube channel a side hustle, Mm -mm. but you know, for people that are just starting, that could be kind of like what they're doing on the side when they have 
a regular job that they especially are especially if it's like a passion that they want to get into and like pursue more and grow mm-hmm. just because obviously we've been there we know that people are driven to do that and then there's freelancing if you're a graphic design student this could be a really yeah. really great source of income for you because you're learning skills i'm sure you're talented in some capacity if you have you know, some experience doing graphic design and you're a creative person. And you can be really flexible with your prices. You could even go offer up your services to someone else, like someone else working on another side hustle or even like approach businesses where you could start, you know, offering stuff for free or very discounted prices to build up your portfolio. And then that way you have stuff to present online if you want to do it, go on a freelancing website to kind of like put yourself Mm up. I've also noticed just because we've been working on merch stuff, if you go on, like if you put yourself on those freelancing sites not only can someone hire you but people post job listings where you could then try and like get that job so if you're just wanting to go seek out money that still works Mm -hmm. for freelancers so another thing for freelancing you could be a photographer a videographer usually like anything in the creative industry I feel like you could freelance for so that's always an option and then finally we just have like the basic money making gigs like dog walking babysitting and nannying what's that one dog walking app that's rover that's what i thought or wag i think is another one yeah so again just other options for people to do more traditional jobs uber or lyft or whatever so let's talk about how to balance these things especially if you're a lot of these are like you're trying to grow them in a way to you know be more efficient with your time to like make money for the time you're putting into these things as well as hopefully they're enjoyable for you to do in some capacity because that would be another plus. Or Etsy shops. I don't know why we didn't mention oh, yeah. that. Etsy shops, too. A lot of people make jewelry. Mm-hmm. So That'd be fun. Whatever. Like, I, wouldn't, you know? I guess I wouldn't personally make jewelry, but like it definitely could be enjoyable for other people. And then if you... You could charge a lot of money, probably, if you made good quality products. So let's say most of these, we're kind of like catering this podcast again to college students. So how do you try and grow one of these side hustles when you're in college? What's the best way to start doing that? I think the biggest thing is marketing yourself, so making an Instagram page. You know, even, like, we, the first thing we said was an Instagram store. I think even if you are not an Instagram store, like, you should make an Instagram. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're a freelancing graphic designer, I think that's the, make an Instagram. Like, that's what everyone's on. Like, that's going to be the easiest way to market yourself. Also, something that could be a good idea is, like, word of mouth. Like, if you have mm-hmm. friends that are willing to support what you're doing, don't, like, you know, make them feel like they have to advertise you, but hopefully you're making some things, like if you're making stuff, hopefully it's like stuff that they genuinely feel excited about, they want to share, they want to help you become more successful, and so that would be a good place to start, have friends maybe Mm -hmm. post like, hey, go check out my friend's thrifting account, or my, like, check out tailgate tees, whatever, I don't know. Or like doing these things where it's like, if you you know, once I get to X amount of followers, I'll do some sort of like giveaway or like discounted service kind of thing. Uh, that's another way to build your audience. I and again, also, sorry, you can talk. Um, this is just like unrelated, but like I follow Philip DeFranco mm-hmm. on Twitter and he said that in his Postmates, uh, in like the bag, the person that delivered it like left their real estate business card. So like, <laughs> you know, whatever works, I guess. Hustle any way you can. Um, I would also say don't be afraid to, if you want your side hustle to be like a serious thing, don't try and hide it. Don't try to act like you're not having a side hustle going on. Like, use your personal Instagram to promote it because if you already have people following that one, then that's going to be an easy and free way for you to get out that, hey, like, I'm working on this other thing, like, check it out, stuff like that. Or posting on local, like, Facebook groups, whether it's, like, a lot of universities have, like, class of, you know, 2021 Mm -hmm. or whatever Facebook groups. So if you're like, hey, if anyone needs a dog walker, 
you know, let me know or whatever. Or like, anyone. hey, I do graphic design if anyone needs any help with anything. Like, you have to try and find... Those are good, like, free forms of advertising, which I feel like is good for college students. There's obviously, like, if you make an Instagram, you could pay for ads. Like, you can actually do affordable amounts of, like, whatever works best for you. I don't know how effective or ineffective those are, but you still have those paid options that are pretty easy to do. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. It's not that difficult. Again, Facebook, probably you could do something similar with setting up an ad campaign on there. Um, And again, reaching out to other people. Like, let's say you have an Etsy shop or an Instagram shop. If you want to try and, like, kind of up your brand as well, if you want to do, like, a separate podcast on, like, how you should, like, work on improving your personal brand or whatever it may be. Or, like, your online presence. Let us know because we probably could figure out a way to make that work, but here's, like, a little small taste of what that might be. If you're, you know, have an Instagram shop, whatever, Etsy, like I said, trying to make it look as nice as possible, as aesthetically pleasing, and as, like, legit as possible is going to help you in the long run, so... It couldn't hurt to maybe, like, you could try and, like, DIY your own logo at first. I'm sure you could, like, get by. And, Everyone like, does that at yeah. some point, like, pick monkey, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can make something work that is going to get your point across, and that's, you know, going to not be anything, like, horrendous probably. But let's say you grow a little bit and you find a graphic design student on campus or for, like, someone that's willing to, like, work for cheap on a freelancing website. Like, maybe have someone else, like put a little money in now to start getting that return back, hopefully. Again, don't go, like, crazy with the amount of, like, investment you put in initially. Do it little bit by little bit. But eventually, you kind of have to, like, put money in put money in to get money back out. Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that. I've even seen, like I mentioned earlier, thrifting stops. Oh, my gosh, I can't talk. Thrifting shops that, like, have their own little, like, tag they put in their bag or, like, little packaging things they do specifically for like, customers, when they buy stuff, that makes it feel more legit and more, like, a positive experience mm-hmm. that, like, they're going to want to return back to. They're going to recommend it more if they have a positive experience, stuff like that. So, again, I think the most efficient way to do your side hustle is to try and build it up, and consistency is key. Oof. Like, I have written down on here, algorithms like consistency. So, whether that's posting more or just, like, if you don't have, like, you know, social media presence... if you don't have a social media presence just like doing what you're doing and doing it often is going to be like so important if you are doing an etsy shop and you haven't like made anything new in a month people are going to be like are they still doing this like Mm -hmm. they don't even know if they should order anything or if you're having a thrifting page and people go on it because they know you have it but like they haven't considered ordering until now but let's say you haven't posted in multiple months they'll be like oh I don't think she's doing it anymore like you're losing out on potential business so just keep that in mind that algorithms and people like to see consistency to know that you're up to date that you're still doing what you're doing and that they're not like impeding on you by asking and like they don't Mm -hmm. want to feel stupid by being like hey are you doing this still or like it did I miss something that Mm -hmm. you like stopped and the the other good thing about side hustles is that they're completely up to your schedule and you can figure out you know, I have 10 minutes here, an hour there, and this time will add up for you to be able to work on the side hustle at your own pace. Um, if you're, like, doing Uber or Lyft or whatever, uh, say you have, like, an hour or two between your classes, say, you know, I can drive around for, you know, that hour or two. So those are, like, times where you should be able to, like, just kind of put it in your schedule, like, like wherever works for you. capitalize on those, like, little times that you normally would just, like, relax and be on your phone and, like, fitting in those little amounts of time where you're kind of like putting in work but then it doesn't really really feel like you're putting in work because you only were doing stuff 
for an hour. I can really relate to that recently. To like make sure you're kind of like getting stuff done and being productive, but it doesn't feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. and you're breaking stuff up more. So that would be a really good thing to do. Um, That kind of covers our side hustle spiel. So if you want us to do more on that, then let us know on our Instagram post or just DM us or whatever it may be. Um, We're going to jump into another thing that you should definitely try and balance into whatever schedule you have going on, and that is working out, um, self-care, fitness, stuff like that. So I think a lot of people consider this optional. They're like, you know, if I fit it in, then maybe I'll get a workout in this week. I'm not saying, like, you know, oh, if you don't work out, like, you're a bad person or whatever. I'm not trying to, like, sound like a holier-than-thou kind of person. Just FYI, we are biased. This is what we're studying specifically. We're really passionate about being active and the, the best way that you can and fitting in things that work with you. Well, FYI, um, well, hold on. So me and Sierra personally think that working out shouldn't really be something you throw off to the side or don't try to prioritize. It is something that we think anyone should make it a point to fit into their weekly schedule, however it may work best for them. So um, if you don't work out currently, I highly recommend that you start And I think that when you're coming up with this, so like the sort of weekly schedule that we've been talking about, first come up with how many days do you think you can, you know, work out a week? That might just be once a week. If you're just starting like once or twice a week, Uh, for us, it's usually been three times a week. This semester, I think we're starting to get into four times a week. I think that like, you know, I'd say like I work out pretty consistently, but like three or four times a week is not a lot. You know, I think that it's just important to do it. It's also a totally appropriate amount. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you have to work out six days a week. If you like to, then okay, go for it. Um, but three, four times a week is sufficient. Um, if you want a little sciencey stuff, then some physical activity guidelines, at least for Americans, um, is supposed to be 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity a week, as well as two strength training days. And that's kind of like what the U.S has said is like this is this is the minimum amount of activity that you should be doing to experience the benefits of having like a healthier lifestyle being less prone to early death heart disease diabetes stuff like that so if you're not doing that then just like know that you're not putting yourself and your health as f- like in the foreground or as in the foreground as you could be I guess is what I'm saying um there's probably going to be some weeks where maybe sure like you fall behind a little bit I'm not saying that this is something that like if you don't get your 150 minutes of, like, moderate aerobic activity every week or if you don't track this to the minute, then, like, yikes, because I certainly don't do that. But it's just kind of one of those things where I feel like it's good to have that um, baseline of, like, hey, this is the amount, like, the actual amount that is recommended. Um, see how well you fit to that and try to make adjustments from there. And, again, it doesn't have to be, like, going to the gym if that's not your thing. It just means, like, of activity, like, of mm-hmm. aerobic activity that is, like, of moderate intensity at any point throughout your week. So Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. So I kind of want to work through some potential ways you could set up working out in your schedule. So if you do like one or two workouts a week, I would recommend doing two complete full body workouts just because I feel like it's not, you know, you can't really split, do like a split workout in two days. I feel like you get the most efficiency out of your workout too. Like you'll get your heart rate up the most during both of those things. And what I mean by full body versus split, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is like full body you try and work out every major muscle group and a split workout is where you break up, you know, lower body, upper body, you know, if you can push, get into like really, days. yeah, you can do push pull. If you get really, you know, I've never working done out pull, so I don't like really know. every day of the week, some people will literally do like legs. They'll do a separate day for glutes. They'll do like a shoulder day. Like Megan and I have never gotten that far into a split. Another thing I want to touch on, 
Don't feel pressured to work out six days a week because some Instagram influencer you follow works out that much. If that's their job, they don't have, I'm not saying they don't have like, you know, this whole schedule of like work that they have to do, but they probably don't they have be the doing same. strictly for like content purposes. Yeah. They don't have like probably the same kind of time constraints that you do. Like Whitney Simmons, love her, but she Even didn't work out. As we've been watching her, like her, and the amount that she's been working out has like slowly pro- like declined over the years because mm-hmm. I think she herself is starting to get a better idea of like what balance means and that it doesn't have to be like working out every single day of mm-hmm. the week because I think that she's definitely decreased how much she works out and she's even incorporated more rest days so just know that a lot of times when people like put themselves at that level of like working out six days a week that doesn't last for long. and it's not realistic for everyone and you shouldn't make that your goal to work out six days a week is what I'm saying that's why Megan and I try and work out you know, like I said in the past three, we're going to try and move up to four. So, um, if you get to, like, the three or four day mark, I think you can start splitting your workouts if you want. If you don't, if you want to just do full body every day, that's fine. Do whatever your goals will align with. I feel like for me personally, I like the concept of splitting my workouts because then it gets me more focused on exercises to do on specific days. And then when I do legs and then the next day when my legs are sore, I don't have to like redo them Mm -hmm. again. I can work on my upper body and stuff like that. Whereas if you're doing full body, sure your like specific muscle groups probably aren't going to be like as sore as if you do one focused day. But then I feel like you're just going to be like more tired and sore the following day. But then again, I haven't done like full body workouts in a while. So I don't know if that'd be true for everyone, but I like doing the split of upper body, lower body, and then we also like to kind of, like, make abs separate. We even do, like, a group fitness class that Mm -hmm. we've done before. That's what I kind of wanted to run through. Like, I wanted to run through how we fit in working out. Take into consideration this is just what we do. You don't have to do what we do. I don't even have to to. go to a gym. Just do things that make you active, make you feel good, and hopefully make you lose, like, de-stress a little bit. So, Um, currently we're trying to work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then our fourth day is either Thursday or Friday, depending on, you know, which day we can have, like, the flexibility flexibility. (laughs) to decide that. So, Monday, we've opted to do as our upper body day, and Tuesday is our lower body day. My theory with that, which didn't prove to be true this week, but hopefully it will get better in the future, was that the squat rack is always full pretty much, like, all the time. So, I was hoping, since we don't have class on... Tuesday, we could go semi-early in the morning, but, like, not early enough where I have to, like, get up super early. I was hoping that it wouldn't be that busy, but it was, so hopefully. Hopefully in the future. Like, the whole point of us doing that was so that we could get a squat rack, whereas, like, Mondays, we don't have time to work out in the morning, so we have to do it later, which guaranteed they're going to be full. Otherwise, we usually like to do leg day first, but we're trying to switch it up just to, Mm -hmm. like, make our workouts more efficient and more effective because working out at the rec, like, the student rec is great because it's free and, like, there's super nice equipment. Quote, free. But it's so full because every student works out there. And it might also be that it's the beginning of the semester and, like, everyone's Hot girl there. semester, so. <laughs> you know. They listen to our podcast. They yeah. know what we're talking about. Um, so hopefully, because I really, really do want to, like, get back into the squat rack. I feel like I did a pretty good job of doing squats this summer and I want to, like, keep up. But mm-hmm. it's always so full and then I don't squat for a month. So uh, that's a little side tangent. Then Wednesday is when we do our group fitness class. We actually just went to the first one again. We, like, kind of were gone for a while, so we hadn't been to one. Uh, we did it yesterday. Very difficult, but it's, like, so good because it gets me working harder than I ever would yeah. on my own, Like, which is why I forced myself to go. I definitely, because the first time we tried was at some point last year. Freshman year, we didn't try them at all, and I used to be the person that was like, I don't think group fit. Vet- 
a group fitness class is for me. I just don't think I would like it. Like, I just don't see myself as being, like, the group fitness kind of person. But then our older sister, Haley, convinced us to go with her. And the what really got me to go first was because I know I don't do hit or high intensity like vigorous exercise enough like I do a lot high of weight training aerobic activity yeah I do a lot of weight training and I try to push myself and challenge myself with that but that's not aerobic training and it's like what I know I need to improve on and so instead of like running for however long because I cannot run um the hit class is a really good option for me in here because it's getting my heart rate up so much like you guys this class really <laughs> really gets me um, we just did it last night, and, like, wow, that was the first time we did it. On my way out, I literally had to, like, Megan and I had to sit and yeah, be like, we had okay, to pause. I'm going to, like, throw up if we walk had to, <laughs> We had to walk down, like, two flights of stairs. It's kind of a long walk to the car. We had to pause, take a break, because, like, whew, that class was rough. But, but it's also, like, I don't – it's weird because of, like, just the right mix of, like, I'm the last person that wants to feel sick when working out. Like, you know, if you've watched our vlogs, like, I've been, like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I'd like that used to be a really big mm-hmm. issue in my life, honestly, was feeling like I was gonna like throw on up leg days, after. like I just couldn't mm-hmm. even manage. So I don't know how we really outgrew that, but thank you. It was goodness. walking on the treadmill, I swear that's what it was. Anyways, little side tangent, but like I think that the fitness class that we go to is a good mix of, you know, stuff that I like. It's mm-hmm. a lot of like kind of weight training, body weight exercises. But it's done in like a high intensity atmosphere. atmosphere. And it pushes me so much harder than I would literally ever push myself if I was doing it by myself. If someone just gave me like the list of what we did in workout class and said like just do this, wouldn't happen. I would be like, no thanks. I would leave. So um, so it's a really great way if you like don't know what to do for working out or if you just want someone else to tell you what to do. And again, it still is at your own pace. There's people of all fitness levels in an exercise class, especially like on a university's campus. And that's what they're supposed to be there for. So don't even feel like you have to feel like you're not welcome or anything. Like, it's the most, like, welcoming atmosphere ever. Like, no one cares. Like, just show up. You're there to put some work in. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't tried a group fitness class, I would recommend it. And I Um, guarantee you we're talking about, like, fitness, you know, moderate intensity. This is a vigorous intensity, like, class. Which probably no matter what. Going you back take. to the physical activity guidelines, you can either do 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity a week or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity um, or a combination yeah. of. The and two. so that class is an hour. So that's 60 minutes of vigorous intensity activity, which almost like you know. meets guidelines. And just, you know, getting back into like stuff we've been learning like this past summer anyway, and this semester. I've been love hating, you know, incorporating that in. It's a love hate relationship. My with goal me. is definitely like. This semester, we are trying to make it a weekly thing, whereas, like, in the past, it's been, like, a maybe we'd go, maybe we wouldn't, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I feel like if we stay consistent with it, it's going to improve our overall fitness so much just and, like, because I need to work on my... cardiovascular endurance is so bad. Yeah. I think it'll work on improving that because I'm trying to be, like, let's set goals and, like, let's try and meet them. And it's only, like, an hour out of my entire week and for I me to, like, And I feel so make... much better when I'm done with it. I'm just like, did I do that? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if I finish, like, a hard workout on my own, then I'm like... Oh, go me. But if I finish one of those classes, I'm like, oh my god, like, go me. So as far as balancing and fitting in times to work out, it's another one of those things where you have to explore what works best for your schedule. And find something you'll look forward to. Don't do weightlifting just because everyone wants, you know, says you should do weightlifting. Find something you like. Yeah. I used to be someone that was like, if I got up early in the morning, and this worked for me, it kind of like, you know, varies depending on my schedule. So freshman year, like getting up earlier, kind of before my classes to work out was time, like it was a time that I actually had that I feel like I could fit my workout in because then I usually had classes like very close to each other where I didn't have time to work out between classes. And so I don't like love working out in the morning sometimes because sometimes I don't feel like at my best. Like that's usually when I feel like I might tend to feel a little like sicker when I'm working out. 
but it did work out well for me as far as timing goes, so I kind of found a balance of, like, doing that without trying to get myself to feel sick. You could also do it after class if that's when it works best for you. If you're not a morning workout person, then, like, do not fret. Just a piece of advice, try to work out either before 4 or 5 p.m., or, like, save your workout, honestly, until, like, 10 o'clock yeah. at night or something. Like, it gets so busy, like, right after work or, like, whenever everyone is done with classes. Like, you can't, like, I get so stressed when the gym is full where I'm, like, I don't know what to do. And then you feel like you kind of, like, went to the gym for no reason. And so, that's just my little piece of advice. Another but thing. obviously, whatever works for you. Some people can just, like, find a spot in the corner, mm -hmm. get a mat, get some weights, and, like, do their own thing for an hour. And, like, that's just not what I do. Another thing that works out surprisingly well this semester for me and Sierra is we've got, like, a nice two-hour gap between our classes, which is, like, a really good amount of time to, like, fit in a workout and not be too rushed or anything. But, like, we can fit in a 45-minute workout to an hour workout and not feel rushed between running from running there from our last class and then running there after a workout to get to our next mm -hmm. class. And I don't sweat, like, a ridiculous amount as long as I'm not doing my HIT class. Yeah, the HIT class, so I sweat a lot. that means that, like, I feel comfortable still going. Like, I only have one class left after that, so I'm comfortable personally going and working out and then going to a class afterwards, but obviously figure out what works best for you. You could also shower. I just, like, am not going to shower at the rec, so, yeah. Yeah. Um... Last thing to finish off this little workout section, we want to give you some ideas if you don't know what to do for working out or if you want to try something different. So you could do yoga. That There's could. been so many times where I, especially because I don't know if I want to do yoga at the rec, even though that'd be free. I feel like if I did yoga, I'd want to kind of go for like the atmosphere yeah, as like the well. Studio. And there's multiple yoga studios like nearby downtown Iowa City that I have kind of been like, maybe I should like try it out. So mm -hmm. we'll keep you updated if we maybe do one of these in the days, future. We'll try for fun. Um, but I know a lot of people do like yoga anyways. There's even like an Orange Theory. Like it's pretty far off campus, but it is in the Iowa City, Coralville area. I don't think I'm going to try it, but it's an option if you guys yeah. are interested in like stuff like that or like boutique fitness places. Iowa City doesn't have a lot of those, but if you live. Is that what those are called? Yeah. Like Pure Bar, Soul Cycle. They're called boutique fitness oh, places. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's weightlifting. Oh, they're expensive. So yeah. Uh, weightlifting, so that's what Megan and I typically try and do, just, like, resistance training, that kind of stuff. And then we also do running, walk, wait, we don't run, this is stuff that, <laughs> these are just things that you guys can try. We I try run. running for hip, but like I said in our last podcast, I don't run very well. Or like, that's why we do the hip class, because we don't like to run. Um, but you could run, you could walk, this could either be, like, treadmill or outside or on trails, whatever. You could also go hiking, especially if you live in, like, can you imagine going to school, like, in Arizona, where you just have, like... So you're surrounded by hiking yeah. trails, like, I'd be so down to do that. Um, you can go to classes, like we said, so, like, Zumba, group fitness classes. There's so many different class options. You know, we do a hit class, but, like, there's so yeah. many options. Like, if you want to go there's dance. kettlebell classes. Um, there's one that's, like, at our rec. Like, drumsticks. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I don't know. Like, they just, like, slam, like, drumsticks on the floor. I don't even know what it's but called. It's, I don't know. <laughs> And then there's boxing. Um, there's actually a couple boxing places, like, around Iowa City, so, like, that's why we brought it up. I'm guessing there's also other boxing places near some of you guys. And then we also put spin down. You can either go to, like, a boutique fitness place for this, or a lot of recs will also have spin classes, or just, like, gyms have spin mm -hmm. classes. So that could be included with your membership if you just want to try it out. And then finally, just some leisure activities. So these are the things that you just do for fun. It can be golfing, tennis. Bowling. You know, stuff anything. like that. So if you don't want to, like, kind of, if you're not really, like, the person that's, like, just working out doesn't seem fun to me, try and incorporate it in things like that. 
All right, so that's going to conclude the working out section. Make sure you fit it in, guys. It is so important. And since you're probably listening to this because you're stressed about balancing everything, go listen to this podcast while you're working out. I dare you. <laughs> um, if you're stressed about everything, working out is such a great stress reliever. Um, I cannot like count the times last semester where I was like, you know, choosing between studying and working out, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of stressed. I'm gonna go work you out. You need that break. So just give yourself the break. Pump up some music, listen to a podcast, and just, like, let that be your time, you know, to be yourself and just have your best life. All right, last thing that people usually have to balance is everything else. So this is going to be social, your relaxation, me time. We did include clubs in this section kind of just because we haven't touched on them yet. But for clubs, I would mostly say, like, they're going to be specific times, specific meetings, and probably not even necessarily on a weekly basis. And they're also usually not going to be mandatory meetings depending on how involved you are in the club or not. So just FYI that those typically can be pretty Mm -hmm. flexible. I would also say if you feel like you're being super overwhelmed with everything you have going on and you're in multiple clubs, that would probably be the first thing that I would say needs to be sacrificed if you feel like you're being overworked, especially if you're not super passionate about the club, but you just kind of joined because you felt like you needed to be involved. I would say it's okay to like say, you know what, I just don't have time to manage this anymore, Mm -hmm. so I need to go ahead and like eliminate something. That's what I would eliminate first. Not to mention, if you're taking up all these clubs for like to bolster your extracurriculars, uh, if you're not doing anything for that club, you know, it's not going to be the worst thing if you drop it because they want to to see things that you're involved in and like, you know, what you have to say about the organizations that you're in. So don't feel too stressed to just like join five clubs to be in five clubs. Also, so as far as like the social and me time, I feel like those could kind of be grouped together Mm -hmm. because really you just have to decide, do I want to use this free time to go socialize or do I want to go use this free time to watch Netflix, watch a movie or like have a girls night in, whatever it may be. So Mm -hmm. the timing we're kind of going to talk about is going to be together, but it'd be up to you to decide on like what you feel like you need in the moment. Mm -hmm. So in college, I feel like prime time for socialization is Thursday night through Saturday night. And then, like, potentially Sunday during the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sunday night if you're extra crazy. I don't or know. <laughs> any day of the week. But college is usually going to be, like, Thursday night. Like, that's when the fun stuff starts if you do want to go, like, to parties or go out, whatever it may be. And I feel like it makes sense to also kind of plan to have your fun time, whatever that is for you. Like, your fun time or your free time or your relaxation, social time. Also during that time because then everyone collectively has agreed, like, this is the time that we are going to, like, go have fun and like not put school first obviously if you have exams and stuff like that does change but let's just say like on a week where you're less busy and you don't have all those commitments I feel like it's like okay if you're wanting to do stuff with your friends that's going to be like the common ground time of like they can all do stuff most mm-hmm. likely it's going to be easier to do that than to like be like Monday night like I'm free can you do anything yeah another good thing about this like late night schedule is that you don't have classes, you know, that late, and you probably, like, don't want to work on your side hustle that late, or, like, you probably might not be working, and so, like, doing things like that at night is, you know, utilizing your time very nicely. Obviously, then it kind of gets into, like, sacrificing your sleep, but, like, it's college, you know, everyone kind of has those points where they will stay out later and sleep in longer than they should, but whatever, you know, you have to find a good time for everything yeah also for me and sierra specifically we kind of get to a point in the night where like we're just not gonna study longer than that or later than that and like the productivity like in me is just kind of like gone so that's why i feel like you know in the evenings or like nighttime like that's when i definitely want to have me time or social time so 
And that's how most people are, so I just feel like it kind of works best for everyone and for yourself to also say, like, okay, yeah, that's the time that I'll also set aside to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say that, like, throughout the week you can't, like, chill and watch Netflix either, but if you have, like, bigger stuff you want to try and plan or get done, then that's when I would say to do it. And it's so important to not feel guilty about spending this time uh, using it for yourself or to hang out with others. You do need this time, like, with other people. It's so important to make that time. You can't just be focusing on school or work and then, like, you know, it'll be a month later and you're like, I haven't hung out with my friends at all. Or, like, you know, when was the last time I had a night to myself? So those are, like, great ways to kind of break up your life and just, like, de-stress, relax, and just enjoy yourself because in the end, we gotta enjoy life, you know? And no one's going to have the perfectly balanced schedule. It's all about learning week by week, day by day, what works for you, but also knowing when to be spontaneous and when to not follow your completely, strictly planned out schedule. And wow, this podcast has been much longer than I thought it was going to be because we're over an hour right now. Glass. That's good. <laughs> um, that was all of the major kind of categories we had to talk about. Hopefully you guys kind of could relate this to your own life and figure out what might work best for you. I feel like the key to this is that it's going to be trial and error and we gave you the best tips that we could with our personal experiences, but it's going to be up to you to stay disciplined and know what works best for your schedule, how do you function best, and stuff like that. Um, If you guys enjoyed, make sure you leave a review on the iTunes app or like iTunes on your computer. Um, we just love seeing you guys, like, tell us what you enjoy about the podcast or about specific episodes. Make sure you follow us on According To on Instagram, and then you'll be up to date on episodes, or you can participate if we ask questions. Or you'll see when we have merch for sale. That will be very very soon. soon. Um, we're so excited about it, you guys. Like, oh, I hope by the time we have to record next that, like, maybe it'll be up. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, other than that, let us know on our Instagram some other episodes you'd like to see from us, and we definitely look at all the DMs and comments you guys send us. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.